stars, climbing stars are constant To you they crawl, body sprawls, open palm walls, close calls, stand tall, doll, you make them feel so small. And they love it! Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 32. It's Monday, September 21st, 2020. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. With me today on the phone is Laddie, the host of Laddie, Lucky, and Hope in the Morning on Q107.5. What up, what up, what up? What up, Laddie? Also on the phone is Bo Brady, native Memphian. Now coming to us from St. Paul, Minnesota. Oh, hi. How are you doing? <laughs> doing well. Let's have some fun. Thank you, everybody, for listening. can reach us on twitter at house of hoops that's h-a-u-s of hoops we're also on instagram at house of hoops podcast you can call us at 901-365-75 and leave a three minute voicemail if you please this week what do we got we got playoff coverage we're down to the conference finals um some NBA awards were given out. But first, before we get into all that, how's everybody doing? Good. Good. Doing great. Yeah. Good. Yeah. What do you like guys we talked earlier, to? I went to an estate sale and I got a whole I got I got a whole I got a whole bunch of uh tapes from that estate sale that I went to. Here's what's crazy. Those racks that I've shown they cost two dollars. So that's pretty awesome. What the is going on? Laddie's got some uh <laughs> Laddie's got some new uh, collection started here. He's cause, uh, he's collecting cassette tapes, I guess. But he right, got- right. Well, I, I've got like old record. I've got old old record players and stuff like that. So what I want to do now is get like an eighties uh, eighty record and now they look really cool. Uh, I think we had like a Wi-Fi lapse there or something. I didn't really hear any of that. So. You started collecting cassette tapes, right? Is that the deal? Yeah, I'm you, collecting cassette tapes, yes. That's basically it. <laughs> you're trying to get like some vintage tapes. Right, right. But only yeah. like certain ones, you know, yeah. like certain good ones that I want. And, there you go. 
use it as like a piece of art, but also like have it as wow. You want someone comes to your house and like, holy shit, you've got crisscross on tape. Oh my god, <laughs> like you don't see that every day, you know? No, you don't see many tape collections. Uh, so I think there is a market for that, though. I think some people are still collecting them. Yeah, I collect vinyl records too, so it's kind of like all right. Yeah, they kind of go hand in hand. Right, so, right. I mean, I work in the music. Bi- I work. Well, I work in the music business. You know, what I'm saying it's kind of my thing. Yeah, I might have one I can add to your collection. Let's see if I can find my tapes. Sweet. Is it the Dixie Chicks? <laughs> no. Somewhere I've got the uh, Skilo single. I wish somewhere that's awesome that is fucking awesome seems like that would be right up your alley i think i've got the dre day single the clean single somewhere (laughs) really yeah that's great if i can find my tapes i'll see what i got if i can donate something to you to your collection because i'm not collecting fucking tapes (laughs) right right. i can't Like the ones that I got are kind of cool. Like this Forrest Gump soundtrack. And by the way, like there's like a hundred spaces on each one of those things. So I need to fill that thing up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thrift stores typically have a ton of tapes. Just don't put it just yeah. give them to you. They, they really will. They really will just open them up, see if the artwork looks good. And then it's like, all right, I've seen that. I'm good, man. Where was that place? Me and Bo, uh, the neon pig down in Oxford. A buddy of his owns the place, and uh, there was an antique store next door, and they had a shitload of old cassette tapes in there. So if you're ever really? in, if you're ever in Oxford, there's an antique store next to the Neon Pig. You should go well, the there. Neon Pig Oxford's closed now, but uh, it is. Yeah, they just have the Tupelo location open now, and he's got he's got a fried chicken restaurant, and it's like a gas station restaurant, and he has like in downtown Tupelo, he has a place called Kermit's Outlaw Kitchen. Oh yeah. Well, and I believe he opened up a fourth one in Tupelo. Well, interesting. Yeah, he's just. What's he doing that for? Is he trying to? Is he threat, spreading himself out too thin? You know, I don't know. Um, I just think he's into growing his business in Tupelo. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I liked that Oxford store. That's too bad. I guess Tupelo is not too much further. No, it's not. I have to make a trip sometime. You should. But I guess there's no way for Laddie to ever find out where that antique store is. So forget it. I actually could send it to him right now. <laughs> I could tell you where it is. I'll text it to him. If you're ever in nice. Oxford. If you're ever down there, Laddie. Hey, you never know. Yeah. Everybody likes a day trip to Oxford. It's only an hour away. You know what? That would be, yeah, that would be actually pretty cool to do on like on a, yeah, I could actually do that. Yeah. I can do that like Friday or something. That's yeah, cool. go down. Yeah. Roanoke looks like it's closed, but you can go walk around the grounds and, you know, it's it's, it's a pretty campus. Stuff to do. Mm-hmm. It's a nice town. Bo, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week, well, today was Monday, so we did a lot of distance learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about last week? <laughs> it's about the same. Watch some basketball. Yeah. It all kind of blends together. Nothing, <laughs> you know, just hanging out with the kids and kate and the neighbors and that's been about it i feel you blending together i've missed complete weeks of this year definitely just by all like there's nothing to do so just go to work come home do whatever chores you need to do and i mean there's not i haven't done anything fun in a while you know 
Pat came over once this week. Pat got drunk and came over. Nice. <laughs> he came over and I was like in the middle of pulling the uh, fixtures out of my kitchen sink. So he kind of helped with that. <laughs> I've got all these flies in my house. I don't know where they're coming from. Ooh. So, yeah, so I was thinking there was a dead animal somewhere. I don't know if it came in from outside or if the, one of the cats drugged something in. I have no idea. But these flies, I've had a, enough of them. So I'm trying to find out what's going on. I'm cleaning everything. I'm searching high and low, looking under couch cushions, you know, everything. And uh, I opened up my kitchen sink, and I come to find that my fixtures have been just leaking for who knows how long underneath the sink. And there's all kinds of mold and disgustingness in there. So I cleaned all that up, some bleach, whatnot, replaced all the fixtures and painted under the cabinet it looks, looks really nice now but so you know created some projects for myself you know if the flies aren't there i'm who knows how long it takes for me to find that leak and pat was here you know to help me along <laughs> he was he was so drunk he didn't know what he was doing it was kind of funny <laughs> i was like no nah, dude stop doing that <laughs> <laughs> he like he was like up top and i'm under the sink and he's like spinning shit around i'm like dude all you're doing is helping all this dried up mold fall on my face <laughs> it was pretty funny we had fun he drank a giant bottle of scotch 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 i saw him at the bar the other day and he brought in this bottle of scotch i was like damn okay he's been on a tear lately i guess yes i was like holy shit I was like, dude, I'm surprised that you didn't bring in a bottle of Rumble Mints or some shit. <laughs> Pat drinks Rumble, though. He does like that Rumble Mints. <laughs> it's like one extreme to the other with him. It's either Coors Lights and Rumble Mints, or it's like Scotch and Jameson. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so uh, let's start with NBA news. You guys got anything you want to talk about? John Morant was not unanimous rookie of the year. Okay. He got a 99. What is it? A hundred votes? You know, I don't even, I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> it was, I think it was, I think it was a hundred votes. Yeah. All right. So he got all the votes except for one. Yeah. The one guy that voted against him was Joe Cowley from Chicago. He's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted clicks, man. You think so? See, I don't. Uh, see, well, I don't know. Like you were saying for what? An article? Oh, yeah, he, an article he didn't write? I'm. Sure, I'm sure he's written something now. I haven't. I'll Google him. Make him happy. I just think he did it for attention. Maybe. See, I, he, I don't know if he would. It's a weird. I, mean, I don't way. think anyone would. Right. Yeah, exactly. You, it's like a reverse Jedi thing. It's a weird yeah, way to you're get fucking, attention. You're fucking with someone's like. You know what I'm saying? Like potential. Like if the guy's the best, he's the best. If you do it for your own, that's like, that's some ego shit right there, man. Yeah, trying to make somebody look you know? bad in some way. Like, right. I, guess, I guess my theory is, has a lot of holes in it. He hasn't written anything about the rookie of the year voting since it. He's just a Chicago Bulls beat writer for the Chicago Sun Times. So, right. I mean, even if it I mean, was he, for attention, is it worth everybody calling you a dummy? Right. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Have you seen? Uh, well, okay. I'll put it in context. Even if it was just for attention, is it worth everyone calling you a dummy? Who is currently the president of the United States? <laughs> I don't want. A lot of people call him a dummy. 
And he does a lot of things that what appears to be for attention. Not saying I, not saying how I feel about him. I'm just stating obvious facts. Yeah. So people do it. Yeah. Very powerful people do it. I guess that makes sense. That's a comp. That's a comparison. <laughs> <A comp. laughs> <laughs> okay. Social media presence comp. Yeah, and Donald Trump. I looked into I looked into this Joe Cowley character. He basically all he said was that he voted for the player that had the best PER, player efficiency rating. I mean, he's right, but what was Zion's PER? It's like twenty-seven or something. Twenty-four point one, and then Ja. It was like seventeen or something, right? Seventeen point four. Yeah, I mean, but Ja played sixty-seven games. He played a, essentially a full season. Played sixty-seven games. Zion played twenty-four. Minutes per game, Jaw was even higher. 31 versus 28, we'll say. And he's a rookie point guard where he had the ball in his hands way more and had mm-hmm. to do way more stuff. Mm-hmm. Where John Morant's averaging 7.3 assists a game, Zion's averaging two. All right. So that kind of makes up the difference between the 17 or oh, let's say 18 points for Jaw versus the 22.5 for J- Zion. Plus the turnovers and. Low steals, no blocks. Yeah. Just based on that glaring number of 24 games played for Zion. And I would be interested. I didn't have time to look this up, but how many games did New Orleans win versus lose with Zion? And then take that formula and look at John Morant. Right. I don't know. I think he, I mean, he, 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 wanted to, he won it fair and square. He, he should have. I mean, I just think that. I don't think Zion had a chance, man. I'm sorry, but I, I don't think you put stock in what he played 24 games. Yeah. Like, I don't think you put any kind of stock in that and say, all right, man, this guy was really good. He might have been decent for those couple of games, but the hype about the guy was was there. Do you know what I'm saying? If the hype wasn't there beforehand, he would be named Brandon Clark. Oh, and <laughs> you know? You know, one of the things that probably helped his PER a lot was his Zion's three point shooting. So he's averaging. Uh, about 43% from three, but it's on 14 threes and he made six. John Morant took 179 and made 60. Less than a shot a game. His yeah. Three pointers. And whereas John Morant's taking almost three threes a game, he's averaging 33%. So I think, but like, for example, that I think that helped his PER, that three point percentage shooting. His two points are high too, but I mean, he shot 14 threes. Like, Okay, he made forty-two percent of those. <laughs> Look, so by this other dude's logic, if Zion played ten games and he scored forty points in each game and ten rebounds in each game, he would still be vote him for Rookie of the Year. Right. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, that, it just makes it makes no sense. I mean, I get it. Like that's flash in the pan stuff, but come on, man. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I got a theory that old Joe here, he's from Chicago. He's just bitter as shit. I think he's just fucking mad. His team has sucked for so long. If he's covering the NBA, he's just mad at everything. That's right. (laughs) He's just, I think he's just bitter and mad and just doesn't want anybody to have nice things. (laughs) I bet he wears grandpa underwear too. (laughs) One thing that was interesting was the, uh, you know, going along with that subject, the all-rookie teams were announced. The Grizzlies had 
John Morant and Brandon Clark on the all rookie team. Kendrick Nunn. Brandon Clark. Yeah. Kendrick yeah. Kendrick Nunn, Zion, and Eric Pascal. Yeah, he got in over Tyler Hero. RJ. Yeah, Tyler Hero. Yeah, he got in Tyler over. Tyler Hero's good, man. Tyler Hero made the second team. Tyler Hero had twenty three first place votes. Pascal had twenty eight. So he just barely beat him out. John Morant was unanimous for first team. So yeah. That's cool. Brandon Clark, though, yeah. So I think that the Grizzlies having two players on the first team really justifies what Grizzlies fans think, which is that Clark is really good. He's one of the best rookies out there. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, Clark was uh, – he's – he at, at his rookie year, he was a high-level role player. Dude, he was the steal of the draft. That's what people are saying. He's really good. He's not – I don't think he's like a – he's not a third option on a championship team, but he is part of – a good team. It's yet to be seen, you know. I mean, he, he shot 61% from the field yeah. as a rookie. It's that's crazy. A, that's, a, that's insane. It's really nice. So, yeah. what about this? On a high this, volume, they, too. Hmm? So, now since he's that good, you think in the future the Grizzlies will use him as trade bait? Oh, or you I think know. they're going to keep him? Oh, I don't know. Never say never. They have, you know, Gorgie Jang and some. Good draft picks going forward. You know, as far as expiring for next year, they they could trade him. You know, if you're going to get something out of it or something, I don't know. You know, if he's that good, like, hey man, look, this thing's legit. We've already got Jaron Jackson, and we want to build around him. And what you call it? I think that either is keep building around him. You know? like having Brandon Clark is building around those guys. Right, I agree. I agree. I, I don't think I don't want them to get rid of him, and I don't think they can. They're going to use him because man, I think he was a steal of the draft. I think that dude, he came her up, and next thing you know, I mean, you had you had a decent draft class this year, and some of the guys, besides the first two, no one's talking about except for, you know, really, except for Hero and, and Clark. Somebody like Brandon Clark, I think he's like a high-character guy. I think you keep him around. If it's yeah, something I, I, stops I, working, if something's not working, I don't know. But, but right now, I don't think you're fucking with any of that shit. I don't think you're messing with John Morant, Brandon Clark, or Jaron. I agree. Just kind of go from there. And I guess Winslow's in that group now, too. It looks like the Grizzlies front office is doing something. They're surrounding guys that are kind of high-character, young guys. They're putting them all on one team see what happens. Well, they traded James Johnson for Gorgie Jang yeah. for the, that, exact, I mean, that exact reason. Mm-hmm. But... uh. Yeah, Tyler Hero probably should have been on that first team, but whatever. Miami had Kendrick Nunn also, who who got the nod on all rookie first team. That's crazy. They're in the conference finals, and they have two rookies that are on first and second teams, or both probably should be on first team. Yeah, they're doing something right down there. And man, they're putting in work on a team that's that's has already enough firepower, you know. Yeah, that's kind of what makes both of those teams interesting is that they're relatively young and they're winning and they're fun to watch. Miami and Boston, that is. Yeah. All the NBA teams were announced too. Did you guys look at that? Yes. It was Luka Doncic, James Harden, LeBron James, Giannis, and Anthony Davis. All the top names in the NBA. Not surprising. The second team is where it kind of gets interesting. It's Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Kawhi Leonard, 
Siakam, Pascal Siakam, and Jokic. Wow. Uh, dude, and then like all the way to the third team, uh, they're they're all still really great players. It's Ben Simmons, Russell Westbrook, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, and Rudy Gobert. Wow. Hard to argue with any of that, I guess. Rudy Gobert actually got a first team vote. He also got his teammate COVID. Who, Rudy Gobert? Well, that's still debatable. Rudy, <laughs> Rudy wins the Give Your Teammate COVID award for the year. Damn, Joel Embiid got three first-team votes. Didn't make any of the teams. Here's just crazy, too, is that even two of the guys that balled out during the playoffs weren't even mentioned. And uh, Murray and then uh, Donovan Mitchell. Dude, those two dudes killed it. Weren't even mentioned. Then they made first, second, or third. The NBA is going to be a badass league next year, man. Yeah. There's so there's so much talent. You still have these crazy veterans like Harden and LeBron. And that right. You, that you got to have to deal with. And then you got all these up, upcoming, up-and-coming guys. It's going to be sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the league is definitely no shortage of talent right now. And then we've got another draft coming. <laughs> Not till November 18th. Right. They said... They locked in November 18th for the draft. The date had been... This November? Yeah. The date had been a little tentative. Like, they weren't sure. Are we going to do anything for the draft? Sure. Do we need to? Yeah, why not? I mean, at this point in the life of our podcast, do we have anything to offer that people can't get elsewhere? Yeah, might as well just sit in there and go through it. After the fact? or I mean, like, before? Real time. Like, how is this going on? I don't know. I mean, we could do a draft preview show, but I don't know how much. Yeah. The scouting stuff is so limited this year Mm -hmm. with no tournament. Right. There was no tournament. That's usually when I see most of the guys. I don't know if I'd want to listen to me (laughs) do a draft show. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking we'll probably just do like a segment in a show. Yeah. (laughs) And I guess if we have anything different or interesting... You know, like an interesting angle about something we can talk about it, but I don't want to force it because there's so many people covering the draft that have more resources than we do as far as... Yeah, that's what makes us awesome. Getting to these young players and getting inside information. There's no, there's literally nowhere for us to watch anything. I don't know, man. Like there's no... That's how we do it. <laughs> All right. You can lead the way on that. <laughs> Start by making us a your own mock draft. Only it's on a Friday. What? I was about to say, I mean, it's probably going to last too long. I mean, I won't be able to do it. I'll have to go to bed. But uh, <laughs> I do think it. I do think it'd be cool if we're watching the draft and we kind of talked about it and like who they draft, how they would fit in with the team that they got picked on. Yeah. Or, you know, pick. I mean, that's what I think. And maybe what would the team do? And of course, there's trades. We could talk about the trades. And then, oh, well, how is this going to affect this? Or this pick going to do this? Like, I, I do think it'd be really interesting, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because it's, it's the exact same shit we would do if we were in a bar. We just need to bring alcohol and we're good. I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed at all, actually. Kind of sounds like a good time. I just don't know how much insight I'm going to Like, me personally, I don't know how much insight I'm going to have during the draft. Yeah, but no, compared but that's to the somebody part, that I mean, works for ESPN. Huh? Yeah, but who, yeah, but who gives a shit? We're already gonna know. Like, we know the teams. We know the teams. We just don't know the draft guys. But they don't even know the guys. I mean, I think I think this is a perfect opportunity to do it because, 
we're on the same playing field as everybody else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's an interesting point. Mark it in your calendar then, laddie. Do it. Do it. Do it. I'm just happy. Can you take any personal days off work? Because you're probably going to want to take the next day off. Are you kidding me? It's going to start at 7 o'clock and end at 10. I'm good. Is that what you think? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You get me for three hours. November (laughs) November 18th is a Wednesday, by the way. (laughs) Hopefully they move it to Friday. (laughs) They're not going to. Before we get into playoffs, I, I saw something funny this week. A couple things funny this week. I was watching something with Bill Burr. I think it was a podcast yep. I was listening to. He said something hilarious. He said the uh, he started talking about the NBA, and he was getting really pumped up about the NFL football and whatnot. He said he doesn't think the Utah Jazz will win a championship until they change their name. Oh, that's funny. Who said that? Who said that? Bill Burr. Bill Burr. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> He's like, that name has to change. <laughs> it was really funny. I listen to his podcast a lot. He's funny. What about the Memphis Grizzlies, though? Right. Well, it just doesn't make any sense in Utah. I mean, it makes no sense that Memphis is the Grizzlies, but I think them stealing the jazz name and not yeah. changing it was what he had the problem with. He's like, nobody... Uh, Hey, you guys want to come down and listen to some jazz? Well, LA didn't have any fucking lakes. They're all in Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, there's problems with all the relocation team names, but Memphis ain't got no Grizzlies, dog. I think he was I think he was just joking around. That's no, funny. It's a singular joke. It's not a Yeah, it's not about everybody. He was just knocking on the jazz a little bit, I think. And their stupid name. Oh, he also said he was watching Cobra Kai. Laddie did you finish watching that? Or are you still watching? I'm still watching it. Oh, okay. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so funny. I put it on just randomly the other night. And uh, my girlfriend stayed up all night and watched them all. I think the, she at one point went to sleep and finished watching them the next night. <laughs> yep. It's like, well, I guess I won't be re-watching that since you uh, burned through them all. <laughs> they are really good. Yeah, they're they're so good. I forgot how much fun they were. Uh, let's get into playoffs. Yeah. yeah. What has happened since the last podcast? Denver beat the Clippers in a game seven. The Lakers are up 2-0 on Denver. Miami's up 2-1 to on Boston in the East. That's basically what happened. So we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the games, let's see Tuesday. Tuesday, the Heat beat the Celtics in a close one, 117-114. I had some notes on game one. I thought Tyler Hero cutting to the rim and carving up Boston's defense was I, – I was shocked by that. And he kept hitting big threes. He's, he's, a, he's a rookie? What the hell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For both teams, Tatum's been, killed it in game one. Dragic was freaking awesome. And then Jimmy Butler's defense and offense. Jimmy Butler's just – like I said last show, just he's such an alpha and difference maker that he can defer to Dragic, and then Dragic is going to score twenty five points like it's nothing. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had for notes on it too. <laughs> uh, I thought there was there was something interesting on your your guy Daniel Tice. Is that how you say his name? I think it's just Tice. I had a thought about him. I was listening to another podcast, 
the mismatch, which you guys are probably familiar with. Kevin O'Connor said that what a watermaker is the oldest Celtics player at 31, and he he's come over from Europe, and he was former teammate with Daniel Tice. So, what I got to thinking about Tice and why Tice is so good is it's much like how Jay Crowder was really good in Boston. And then once again, Jay Crowder is really good in Miami, though Jay Crowder is a streaky shooter. That's a whole nother deep dive we can go into, but I would suggest not to. But Tice is a system player. And, you know, when you play in Europe as a center, you're going to have very specific things you do and you don't do. And so you come into, you know, Tice is what, 28 or something like that. You come into Brad Stevens' system and you actually have the ability to, fairly quick for a big guy you can switch you can chase down guards if you have to you can't you're not always going to do that but he has the ability to do that so i just think that his tenure in europe has served him well to be a center for brad stevens Mm -hmm. and those european guys don't play 82 games they play 40 games maybe something like that so he's still though he's 28 he's probably more 26 in basketball years so that's my take on tice i think he's he just happens to be a perfect fit for Brad Stevens' system and their defense. And he's he's skilled because he has to be because he played in Europe. You can't be a no-skilled player to play in Europe. You have to be able to pass and switch and play zone. And So that's my take on Tice. I think there's probably another Daniel Tice in Europe right now that, that's just not a fit for some somebody that's not as good as a coach as Brad Stevens. It's an interesting thought about Tice. I agree. Dragic has been huge for Miami, and so has Tyler Hero. Bam. I mean, all well, the yeah. players are just stepping up, and Boston, the same thing. Yeah. But, and one more thing on Tice. If you would have thrown him into, say, Mark Ivoroni's system <laughs> back in the day, he would have just been terrible. He would have been, like, out of the league. The Grizzlies had Casey Jacobson, who was, though he probably would, Casey Jacobson would not make it in Brad Stevens' system. That's just an example of a European player coming over, especially from Germany, just like Tice was from Germany, the German league. You know. Anyway, that's my take. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good Drops one. Drops to Brad Stevens. Yeah. He knows, his, he knows his guys. He knows how to work them. Well, anyway, that's about all I have on game one. I think the, in crunch time, I, I don't have the number exactly, but the Celtics did not. I mean, they could have won that game, but they, did, they just right. fell apart. Like they didn't make baskets. They just fell apart in Miami – Jimmy Butler did Jimmy Butler things. And then obviously that Bam block and Tatum had a shot to win it or tie it, I guess. I was going to say, dude, like the block at the end of the game. If we were actually on air last week watching that game. Yes. Tatum did exactly what he was supposed to do, drive the hole and try to yam it. In no way would I have thought that Bam would have been able to block that shot, block a dunk like that. That's crazy. I tried to block somebody dunking on me like that once and uh, smashed my hand in between the ball and the rim, and it swelled up. I think I broke something in my hand. <laughs> Were you playing on like a four-foot goal? <laughs> it was not a 10-foot goal. It was probably an eight-foot goal. <laughs> <laughs> so we could jam. So we could jam on, yam on them. You know, when you're young, you play on a lower goal so you can dunk. They all had all sorts of goals. And dreams, but they're all dead now. It all started at Barnhills. <laughs> Only reason why I know what a Barnhills is because of you. Barnhills closed 20 years ago. 
Hey man, I had I had mad respect for you going to take that job. That job was the worst. That's what I mean. You told me about it. I was like, damn, Jeff, that's you're hustling. I like it. I liked it. I had respect for you. I still do. Shit. Don't one think of, I don't. One of the guys I worked with, his name was Courtney. He just disappeared one day and I heard through the grapevine that he had to go to like he had to like go away to a boys' home or something. Cause he like raped some chick. Oh, <laughs> That'll do it. It's just like he was a minor, like me. We we're like the same age. We both smoked weed in the bathroom together. That's a that you know when I think about smoking weed at work and I don't want to get caught, I go in the bathroom, blaming <laughs> on the customers. It was so funny. We both came out of that bathroom high as shit, and the like the old manager ladies they knew exactly what we were doing, but they just ignored it. <laughs> They don't I'm like, what are you going to do? It's like you can confront it or just like, she all can, right, well, we're get instead of getting 40% from those two today, we're going to get 25%, but whatever. Motherfucker, she could get back there and wash the dishes or she could ignore it. <laughs> like, what was she going to do? <laughs> what was she going to do? Come back and start washing the dishes? She could barely walk. God, that place was terrible. <laughs> anyway, all right, so. The night, that was also the night of Game 7 between the Nuggets and Clippers. Did you guys watch that Game 7? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Apparently Kawhi is going out like that. <laughs> we had said that there was no way he was going to lose Game 7. Everybody said that. No everybody, one said. Everybody said it. They didn't look so great <laughs> at Game 7. Oh, clearly they lost by a million. The Clippers are a damn mess, and congratulations to Denver. And that Jokic is awesome. Yeah, yeah, Jokic is the shit. Yeah, I'm sure the Clippers. You know, they all know it's a disappointment. I thought it was funny. Paul George tried to blow it off like it was never a championship or bust season or whatever the hell he said. He's trying to downplay the loss. I don't know. The last thing I want to do is dog on the Clips. Like everybody's done that. Yeah. Nate Duncan had a tweet that said that was the most improbable <laughs> comeback of all, all of NBA history, basically. Yeah, they blew it 3-1. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And they're up, what, 16 one game and then double-digit lead the other game. It's pretty wild. They did blow a 3-1 series, but I've got better things to do than sit around and just trash these guys. There are other teams that are still playing. Like, fuck LA. Let them deal with it. I really don't care. Like that's a huge market problems and I don't they're gonna get so much attention, so much shit talked on them. Like I don't think we need to do it. <laughs> it's too easy. <laughs> they spend Yeah, all, it's it's <laughs> yeah. way too easy. <laughs> so Thursday the Heat went up two oh on the Celtics. They beat them one oh six, one oh one. Yes, 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 yes. I was watching most of these games at work this week. I didn't have time to really um, sit and take notes on games. You need to get your shit together, Jeff. I wish We're, I could. We have sponsors that are counting on us. This show is sponsored yes. by Pep's Blue Ribbon. Down in my belly. Yum, yum, yum. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Celtics lost to the Heat again, this time by five points. So Hayward was out for that game still. Miami threw a ton of zone at Boston. They ran a bunch of two three zone and Boston just could not answer that in the second half. Now Boston was up sixteen in the second quarter. Uh but Miami obviously 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, was Miami. Miami doesn't give up. They kept chipping away, and before you know it, it's a close game. Couple threes from Duncan, and you're right back in it. So Miami, they came back from 17 down, which was the Heat's biggest playoff comeback ever. That was why I think a lot of the Boston players became very frustrated after the game. You, you heard the story about Marcus Smart and yeah. some of the guys getting into it into the, in the locker room. A lot of screaming mm-hmm. was what was said. That must have been frustration boiling over. There must have been some tension already. And it's like, I'm sick of your shit. I would assume. I also, uh, apparently at halftime, according to Manny Navarro of The Athletic, Eric Sprolstra was really calm in the locker room, and all he asked for, or one of the main things he asked for from the team was he wanted his all-defensive team bam. That's what he wanted. Yeah. What he got. I was thinking about this during game two. You know who Bam Bam reminds me of? Mm. A little bit of Amari Stoudemire. His athleticism. I think Bam's a better passer. I think Amari was a better scorer. Or maybe Bam's mm-hmm. just not asked to score as much as Amari was. Bam shoots the three a little bit, I guess. He's definitely a better passer. They're just their body type seems so familiar, like similar to me and their 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 style of play. How tall is Bam? He's like six ten, I think. Yeah. So I think Amari was like six nine. Bam's six nine. Yeah, so they're the same size. I see a lot of Amari. Amari's Amari's six ten. Okay, I see a but lot. But that's of, the same, literally the same size. Yeah, I see a lot of similarities in the two. Just thought that was interesting. So if Bam can be anything like Amari, I mean, they've got a real player there. I think he can score more if he had to, but right now they've got so much scoring on that team. Shit, he was already first team all defense. What else do you want from the kid? Yeah, what a player. What another great, like, just X-Factor type player for Miami. They're just loaded with them. So many good players. How did we not see this? How did nobody put this together during the regular season? Because we didn't watch Miami. They're on the East Coast. And, you know, you, you kind of discount the East anyway. I, I've always been a Jimmy Butler guy. I thought Minnesota was stupid to let him walk, and that was more complicated than just letting him walk mm-hmm. they had to trade him and he had to ask for a trade. Mm-hmm. They botched that whole thing, giving Wiggins that money. I don't, you know, and I'm still not convinced. I, I do like Minnesota's management right now. And I, but I'm not convinced that mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell and <laughs> Carl Towns are going <laughs> to, even though they got the number one pick. I mean, we can put Anthony Edwards with, I mean, those, those guys, Russell and Towns, it's like, you know, know. It's like Hakeem Warwick and Rudy Gay all over again. I know, dude. I know. I got the worst feeling about it. <laughs> and I hope I'm wrong because yeah. I, sure. I can't wait to go to an in-person game in four years and still have those guys here. Yeah. In four years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, man. I don't, I don't trust them. I don't know what it is. It's just too much bad history between all those guys. I just don't see that. Well, like, but if you Jimmy Butler, with, look what he's look what Jimmy Butler's doing right now. Exactly. And what's Carl? What's Carl Towns doing? Exactly. If you can't handle Jimmy Butler, like that, that's not Jimmy Butler's problem, dude. Carl Towns, this today, I guarantee you, he called the pest control guy and he's like, "It's getting cold in Minnesota. We gotta, I gotta make sure my house is all buttoned up for the winter. I don't, I don't want any rats and mice in here this year." <laughs> I mean, that's what Carl Towns did today. I guess. 
No, I'm just kidding. No. Stupid. <laughs> he didn't do shit. That's a Minnesota. That's a Minnesota thing. He's not. Well, you in, gotta make. You gotta not, make sure your, ha- your house is all buttoned up for the winter. Buttoned up. Well, we, yeah. 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 He's not in Minnesota. He's in fucking L.A. or some shit. That's. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, what were you talking about? I'm going off the rails as I usually do. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, Laddie, what did you get? Did you watch any of these games or what? Where are you at? Yeah, I'm here. I've watched all of them, dude. I, I Look, I thought Boston was the best team out of all of those, and they kept giving up fucking leads. I don't know why. And if I was Marcus Smart, I'd beat the shit out of everyone in my locker room too. And <laughs> I think they're awesome. I think they're so good. But at the fourth quarter, they just, like, fall flat. I don't know what happens to them. Except last game, they picked it up and they did right. So right. it should be it should be 3-0. Boston, but it's not. It's 2-0 Miami. And look, Miami gets all the credit. Like, Boston didn't lose it. Miami won. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because Miami's hitting shots. If Miami doesn't hit shots, Boston takes it all day long. But Boston gave up. So, shout out to Miami's defense for fucking actually coming out to play. Mm -hmm. I think they woke up Boston a little bit. Kind of made them take a look in the mirror after that game, too. I love the way Boston plays. It's like a dribble drive, kind of an offense. But, dude, everyone outside is dangerous and dirty. And then they all run in to get a rebound. It's sick. The reason I say that they woke them up is because on the third game, which was Saturday, the Celtics pretty much led the whole game and closed it out and won yeah. 117-106. They got a little close at the end. Heat made their run. But Boston kept them in check, kept the lead. Close out the game. If they had gone down three nothing, that would have, I mean, that would have been devastating. So they had they had to get that one, dude. In game two, in game two, they're down by like seven points. Jalen Brown comes back, hits a three. No, no, they're down by like four points. Hits a three, down by one. Next thing you know, it goes back and forth, back and forth. But Jalen Brown hit two big time threes. If he hit his third one, they would have been up one point, and it would have been a whole game changer. Hmm. He was wide open, hit the corner, missed a shot. But other than that, man, they they look good. I, I think Boston can still come back and finish this thing. I think on Saturday, Boston. Yeah, you're not. I think you're right. They could absolutely. They could. I think it's going to go seven. Game three on Saturday. I think Boston was favored by like three and a half, and Gordon Hayward was back. That might have had something to do with it. Oh, big shorts Hayward. Why is he the only guy in the NBA still wearing the big shorts? I guess he's got the biggest dong. I don't know. <laughs> he has that weird mustache now, too. What is going on? Gordon yeah, on, the, on, the yeah. Walk, on the walk-off interview, Jalen Brown said to Rachel Nichols, I don't know about the mustache, but I'm just glad to have him back out there. Yeah, he's like, I don't know about the mustache. <laughs> I don't know about all that, y'all. I don't know about that weird white boy shit. <laughs> Mustaches. <laughs> Hayward was back, and then Brad Stevens probably spent – 48 hours watching film on what to do with Miami. He, he had to get that win. Yeah. And then also smart. You have to like that he was busting his teammates up. Yeah. His defense, yeah. everything about Marcus Smart, is he's doing everything the right way, it seems like. I thought, I thought the fool wouldn't be in their league that long either, to be honest with you. I thought his attitude and his, the way that he was, but it looks like he just changed his whole game. Well, he came. It's like his attitude. His attitude too. Yeah, he came in the league as kind of a hothead, right? Like he got in that yeah. fight with that old redneck-looking dude in the stands 
at uh, Oklahoma State. Right. I didn't know about that. That's awesome. Oh, dude, he shoved this dude. This big dude was talking trash right under the basket, and Marcus Smart stepped into the stands and just shoved the shit out of this fucking old fat guy. <laughs> yeah, it was probably the dumbest move he always he did, but yeah, you still. Can't go in the stands. <laughs> yeah, he got kicked out of the game. Fuck that. You know that guy got banned from the game too. You know that? Yeah, he was probably using racial slurs or some shit, dude. I mean, if you no, Oklahoma is a is a great place. <laughs> This guy, for racial slurs. This guy, he looked he looked exactly like somebody I know. And I'm not going to use any names, but this guy's a real fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Hey, should we talk about the Nuggets Lakers any? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's serious. First game started Friday. Lakers won 126-114. I have no notes on that game because Friday I was slanging pizzas at my place of work. And, dude, I mean, if I don't see it the first time around on the weekend, it ain't going to get seen because I, I have no time. Like, right. when, the most, the best games for me are like Tuesdays through Thursdays. Yeah, I did not watch that game. I was, yeah, you know, weekends are tough. Yeah. I missed I it. Watched, I watched some of it. Lakers have the series, but I mean, uh, Denver Denver hung in as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were down basically ten points throughout the whole game, but I mean, they were making some good. They're a good, strong team. They're just missing something. I don't know what it is, but More maybe Jamal it's just. Murray. Yeah, but I think they're also just kind of missing another piece because dude, Jokic out there is a fucking star. He's killing it. Murray's killing it. But then again, like they're just kind of. I, I don't know what it is, but. I don't think I, I just I just think I just think uh, L.A. is too deep for him. Let's put it that way. I think I just think they're too deep. How good would Kawhi Leonard be on that team? <laughs> Which team? On Denver. Denver. Oh yeah. I'm just saying it that would, because he just got knocked out. Yeah. No, Kawhi Leonard would be good on any team. Right. Nuggets, Lakers. I think it's no secret that I don't really. I'm not going out of my way to watch those games anyway. To me, the more interesting way to use my time is to watch Heat Celtics. Yeah, I, I watched the fourth quarter of the Nuggets Lakers last night, and Jokic was he was incredible in crunch time. I will make a point to watch a Lakers Nuggets game this next week. <laughs> I'll do it just because I want to see what the Nuggets are doing and what's going on with that. Uh, Rondo, yeah. uh, I I did watch like a condensed version of a Lakers Denver game. Rondo looked fucking amazing out there. I don't know what's gotten into him. It's the haircut. He got a new haircut. He's fucking balling out. It's the haircut. Let me ask you something. When did Troy Daniels join Denver? He was Mm, waived. No, he was waived by the Lakers this season. I wonder if if he's one of those bubble signees. Yeah. I I don't know. He must bubble be. boy. He must be a bubble the, boy. A brand new bubble boy. March fifth, twenty twenty, signed for the rest of the season with the Denver Nuggets. So he was a bubble boy. Bubble now, boy. No, he wasn't a bubble boy. That March second, he was waived by the Lakers, and then March fifth, signed with the Nuggets, and right away. they played some more games. Early March was we were still maskless. Yeah. All right. So then Sunday. The Lakers-Nuggets played their second game. Lakers won again. This one much closer, 105-103. Lakers go up 2-0 in the series. 
You got to think the Nuggets are going to get the next one, right? They're going to get swept, or are they going to get the next game? I don't know if they'll get swept, but I could see them losing. I could see them winning. The Nuggets, this Nuggets team, you can't say never say never. Obviously, yeah. clearly. I don't know. I think they're done. I think. I think. I think. I'm sorry, but I think LeBron's just they ain't going to have it. Well, you know, at his age and his agility, that dude will get to the basket whenever he wants. Well, you know, there was another thing that Bo, you and me were looking at earlier this week. I think was how many games have Denver played and how many games have the Lakers played? The Lakers have lost, what is it, two games? Something like that, yeah. I mean, Denver just looks visibly tired, man. Yeah. I mean, they just look exhausted. The Lakers, have yeah, lost, they, the Lakers have lost two games. Denver's lost three, six, seven, eight games now. So they've played eight, no, six games more than the Lakers. Yeah. If my math is making any sense at all. So that's a lot of extra games when you're talking about having only played what like I don't know 15 games total. Right. Uh 7 I mean, 7 14 15 16 yeah they played the Denver's played like 16 games and the Lakers have just played less. 6 games less. So I think that is something it's more of an impact, I think, than it is in the East because Boston really hasn't played yeah. that many more games. They've only played a couple more games than Miami. But the difference between the Denver going to seven-game series and then another seven-game series and then now having to play the Lakers where the Lakers have only lost two games and they've kind of had a lot more rest time. Yeah, dude. I mean, Denver was going to hit their wall at some point, you had to think. Will they get swept? I mean, they got. I think they got to win the next one, or they're out. Nah, I think they're. I think they're done. <laughs> what do you I mean, I, I mean, I don't want. I, I want to be negative, Nancy, on them, but I mean, I, I just kind of think they're done. I think it's a good story. I think LeBron's going to be like, "Fuck it, man, let's hurry up and, and get this thing done." Right. <laughs> because they're already up 2-0. They play two more games. They're at least having two days rest against the other series. Even if even if uh, Miami wins the, the next two, they're still going to have time to rest, and LeBron's going to go win a championship for LA right when Kobe passed away in the middle of the coronavirus. Dog, it's the stage is already set. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, but don't get me wrong. Denver's a great team, and I think Denver's going to do what they need to do to kind of to to win. But I, I don't think they're going to have enough. In the, I mean, here's what's crazy. I see LeBron James, and he'll just sit there and take two steps from the fucking three point line. And he's and he's dunking the ball, right? Or he's like got this awesome layup. Or he sits there and runs it in and passes out. He doesn't pass it out to Scrub McGee. He passes it out to Danny Green. <laughs> you know, like I mean, it's just it's it's good. It's good stuff. And then you've got AD out there to clean up the garbage around the rim and also make some offensive plays himself, dude. Not to mention if he plays a little bit of D, it's gonna be over with, man. Yeah, he's. Not- and I'm not a fan of them or anything. It's just they're good. Hmm. They are good. He's not passing to Michael Porter Jr. like a young player. He's passing it to a savvy right. vet. The Lakers are just full of vets. Right. The, You're their worst player right. is Kyle Kuzma, who's like a pretty damn good player. Right. right. He'd be like a two or he'd be like a two or three on any other team. Right. You know what? The, look, this Laker team reminds me of that team where they ended up getting Gary Payton, Carl Malone. <laughs> you remember that team and Love yes. Shaq and and Kobe. That's what this reminds me of. It really does. And, and, and I mean, they, they, they did well. But it was like that 2000, 2001 Laker team. 
Except they didn't get they didn't get pedophile Carl Malone. They got Anthony Davis in the prime of his career. <laughs> right, right. Pedophile right, Carl Malone. Right. You know, that's actually he's always been a pedophile. Mm-hmm. No, I, but they they got a good ass squad. Like I said, but that's what that team reminds me of right now. And like it's just they're younger, but they're just all all stars in their own right. I, I don't know, man. It's just it's just easy money. I yeah. want to see I want to see them play Boston, and I want it to be. The hype around that game would be like back from like the the eighties, the late seventies, early eighties, when those two teams went back and forth. Dude, that. Well, they did it. I mean, I, I mean, what was that? Oh, right, but I, yeah, I get where you're coming from. You dude, it would it. just be so. Yeah, but I think that's what we all need is like a country, and as of like just a unity for everybody. You know, that was basketball in the heyday. It just kind of, it just feels right. Let's put it that way. I want Lakers. Unity. Will, Lakes, all, Lakers will win. So check it out. Lakers will win this year, and then Boston comes back and beats them next year. Dude, game over. Like it was, and then that would just kind of hopefully set shit right. Well, I don't know if NBA well, that'll championships set, that'll, that'll set the money right. I don't know if NBA yeah. championships are going to fix the world's problems. No, but it just it's just it's just a good ass story that I think that you know. The next Lakers Nuggets game is tomorrow night, Tuesday. Let's all make an effort to try to watch that one, I guess. I guess I'll watch a Lakers game. It is on your it is on your day of choice. Yeah, I'm not working. It'll be an easy watch for me. I'll try to watch it and uh see what's going on with these nuggets. Alright, I gotta go. It's it's time it's bedtime for this guy. I had a busy day today, man, and I all right. I can't hang with you no more longer. All right, laddie, thanks for joining us. Hi, man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow we're watching games. Talk to you this week. All right, dude. All right, for sure. Later. All right, bye. What do you think about the, while we're on it, what do you think, Denver, LA? If I had to, like, where, how many games is going to go from here? Yeah. Do you think Denver can win anything? I think they can win, I think they could win one or two games easily, but, God, the way, look, Anthony Davis just nailed that three. It's hard to say. I, I mean, I, you, you, you like to think Denver gets a game. I did kind of have, I've kind of thought, now this Denver team is better than, or at least their performance has been better than historically the Grizzlies have done in the playoffs. But the one time the Grizzlies got to the Western Conference Finals, they got swept. And it's not surprising to see a team that was not favored to get to the Western Conference Finals to get swept, especially when LeBron is hoping, LeBron and Lakers, they're hoping for, a long series with Boston, Miami, and then, then they have an easier out, perceived easier out at least, than Kawhi. You know, maybe it goes four, maybe it goes five, maybe it goes six. It's hard to say. You can't, you can't predict this Denver team what they're going to do. Jokic is so fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't feel comfortable giving it a take. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if Denver doesn't win the game tomorrow, then it's pretty much over. Likely. Before we go, look. Draymond Green said that uh, the Celtics should try Grant Williams on Bam Adam Bio. I mean, Draymond would know, but I think Spolster is the coach, yeah. or whichever one's the coach. Brad Stevens, Celtics. What else did I see? Oh, Joe Johnson's not calling it a career. Could play overseas. Yeah, I think Joe Johnson should just like get his own testing bank and testing lab and just do his own life. You know. It's like, um, if you want to come over, that's cool, but I'm going to put you up in this five-star hotel and you can't leave until you get your test results back. Cool. 
Cool. Did you know that this year's all NBA teams feature the most international players ever? Uh, well, Jokic, that Luka. that that Luca guy, Rudy Gobert, MB, MB Gobert. Uh, we're probably missing some. It's interesting. International players are definitely still coming along, you know. Yeah. Look, here's something interesting. In a 2K21 video game. Yeah. Kyle Kuzma and Mike Conley had the biggest rating drops. Huh. Hmm. Makes sense, I guess. Kuzma and Conley. What do you think about Michael Jordan uh, starting his NASCAR team? I don't know. I think... Is he just following the money? I don't know if he's following the money or if it's... If it's just... Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know anything about NASCAR. I did see... Taco Trey Kirby tweeted that uh, NASCAR jackets are back in now. I bet he's getting in really cheap. I bet that too, but if he can sell Jumpman NASCAR jackets, yeah, like Taco Trey, shout out Taco Trey Kirby. <laughs> he's not wrong. I, bet, I mean, that's yeah, that's just fucking straight up advertisement. Yeah. The billboard. And there's going to be a lot of talk about it. If it's as low as it can possibly be right now, which a lot of people are saying it is like people aren't watching NASCAR because of the whole Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I have a hard time believing that because I'm pretty sure people are saying the ratings are down. If he's buying in cheap and he expects it to grow, it could be it could be that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's a weird thing for him to get into. I don't know. He's in North Carolina, so yeah. So somebody sold him on it. He's a billionaire. What else are you gonna do? Thanks, everybody, for listening. The Lakers power forward Kyle Kuzma and I want you to get better every day. Wear your mask and be nice to people. Thanks, Bo. Thanks, Laddie. Thanks for listening. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.